Welcome to the Companion Chapel. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous January 31st day, 221, wrapping up the month of January. It's been cold. It's cold here. Let me tell you, me and Landon Del Rey, my little dog, you don't have any electricity or running water, but if you could help us out with that, we will teach you the whole Bible cover to cover. We're in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 20 and 21 today, the book of Isaiah, meaning the salvation of Jehovah prophecy that was written for today, written prophecy that is more relevant to these times right now than ever before. All God's prophecies occur and develop in preliminary and partial happenings, for example, to us before they lead up to and become permanent and fulfilled. It's Isaiah's voice and pen, but Jehovah's words, God's words, Please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Help magnify and broadcast God's saving word. This podcast is only possible through your donations. Please give it up for God at companionchapel.com, Visa, MasterCard, or e-transfer to email address companionchapel at gmail.com. You're encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address companionchapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 338, side road 28, slash 29, Saugeen Shores, Ontario, Canada, NOG2GO, or you can call here. It's 519-706-8876. Now turn with me in your Bibles, please, to Isaiah chapter 20 and verse 1. In the year that Tartan came unto Ashdod, when Sargon, the king of Assyria, sent him and fought against Ashdod and took it. Now, just let's not read over this. Tartan is Sargon's uh, commander, like his uh, chief general, his army general. And what do they do? Well, they get blessed from God, and they get a nice community going, a nice uh, country going, and instead of just giving thanks to God and spreading the love, now they take the credit themselves, and and they just start sizing up places around them to go war against. And it's the same this is the same as the world today. It's in the human heart to war. Ashdod means stronghold. And it was they were marching down, going towards Ethiopia and Egypt. Just say, they just look around and go, let's just take it. And that's exactly what they did. At the same time spake the Lord by Isaiah, the son of Amoz, saying, Go and loose the sackcloth off thy loins, and put off thy shoe from thy foot. And he did so, walking naked and barefoot. Now, this word is a this is a figure of speech. He was scantily clad, like he didn't have on the clothes like Elijah wore and John the Baptist wore. It was just mild, like uh, modest clothing, not like some big shot priest dude with a big shiny dress on or a backwards collar. These guys were humble, and that's what God wants. And he, and he obeys, like Isaiah did it. And the Lord said. Like as my servant Isaiah hath walked naked and barefoot three years for a sign and wonder upon Egypt and upon Ethiopia. So he did that for a reason, and here's the reason. So shall the king of Assyria lead away the captives, young and old, naked and barefoot, even with their buttocks uncovered, to the shame of Egypt. Now he walked three years like this. And that's, always think about this, three years the length of Christ's ministry. Jesus Christ tripped around for three years, wearing a sandal and sandals in a sheet. And what did Jesus Christ do? 
Well, he taught. He's our, he's our master, our teacher, our rabbi. He's a wonderful counselor. Jesus Christ is wisdom personified, chapter of Proverbs chapter 8. Jesus Christ went around handing out fish sandwiches with his buddies, uh, walking into churches, flipping tables, picking fights, and going up to the clergy and saying, you are of your father the devil, and I'm God. And 2,000 years later, billions of people know that he was right, it was true. He did not compromise with evil. He set up a kingdom for us. When you see three years or three days in the Bible, always think of Christ. It's a sign, it's a sign for us today. Three days, Christ built the real temple. How did he do that? He died, and then he didn't compromise with evil. He set up a, a kingdom of God that will not accommodate evil. It was valid and legit because he did not negotiate or compromise with evil. That's the whole point of the cross. You have to glory the cross. But here, this is an example for us. These people, this army walks in, uh, the Assyrian army, and always remember Daniel chapter 7, the Assyrian is Satan himself. And he walks into this, these people, and it's just pure humiliation and indignity and embarrassment. It doesn't matter. Whoever they thought they were socially means nothing now. They've been stripped clean. And their buttocks is for humiliation, indignity. It didn't matter if you were the big shot with the big house on the corner and the three cars and the pool in the back. No, like Satan doesn't care. That tribulation doesn't care. It's going to strip you clean and, and just leave you in indignity and embarrassment. Now, always remember uh, your clothes, symbolic of your clothes in heaven. Revelation chapter 3, 4. He that overcometh shall be clothed in white raiment. These people didn't overcome, and this is why. And they shall be afraid and ashamed of Ethiopia, their expectation, and of Egypt, their glory. They leaned on each other. They thought that they, instead of looking for God, instead of asking God, and taking that road of salvation of Jesus Christ back then, you had to, you had to give it up for God. And no, they would just look at each other and go, okay, you're going to be my confederate, we're going to be allies, we should be okay. No, they're ashamed of each other. They're embarrassed. In Revelation or Jeremiah chapter 17, I'm going to turn there quickly. Jeremiah 17, verse 5. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, whose heart departeth from the Lord. You can't trust other people. I can tell you one thing. You can trust other people to a certain extent, but you never know what's really in their heart. One person that you can trust no matter what, is Jesus Christ your Savior. He's the only one you can truly trust. Six, and the inhabitant of the isle shall say in that day, Behold, such is our expectation, whether we flee for help to be delivered from the king of Assyria, how shall we escape? Well, your answer is turning, turning to the Lord. Because when Satan comes in, which he's already come in, he's come in the first seal as well open, it's a great deception. Look at the TV. Look at your phone. Look at the news feeds you're reading. There's no certainty. It's all anxiety, fear, worry. Nobody really knows. Like, it's a joke. And people just fall for it. They turn to much. They're being ambushed, as it said in the last couple chapters. They just let themselves sit there and be ambushed by this. Let's move on to uh, chapter 21. The Burden of the Desert of the Sea. As whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it cometh from the desert, from a terrible land. A grievous vision is declared unto me, the treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Okay, so the burden of the desert of the sea. These whirlwinds, whirlwinds are dry, 
deadly. There's no life in it. Compare that. It, it, obviously, Isaiah refers back to the book of uh, Deuteronomy, chapter 32, our victory song, quite a bit here. And again, compare this to Deuteronomy, chapter 32, the rain upon the tender herb, the showers upon the grass. It's the living word. God's about living and activity and health. And, and Satan just comes in and just dry, deadly. There's no life in it. A grievous vision is declared unto me. Okay, so this uh, should read, The deceiver deceives. And who's it coming from when you see this word terrible land? Remember, the word terrible here is fear, generally in the Bible, and it's yarach, and that means morally revere or fear. It's always used when it says, fear God, fear the Lord. Why would you f fear your father? It's the same thing. Ask yourself, why would you fear the cops, the police? Well, you revere them because the police, because while they're keeping, trying to keep order in society and they're trying to stop um, anarchy, but we, we, someone would fear them if they're breaking the law. And that's what you're with your Heavenly Father. You revere Him, but even though it's written fear all the time, it means yah, means morally revere. And this word terrible is, is a terrible translation. It should have been fear there. Or... If you're uh, not in God's good, good books, if you're not pleasing to God, then you should fear Him, and you'll find out, because you're just nothing in your life will go right. It's just be disappointment after disappointment, and worry after worry, anxiety after anxiety, and failure after failure. Like, nothing's going nothing's gonna to map out good for you. A grievous vision. Okay, here's the vision. Verse, uh, Go up. This is arise, O Elam. Besiege, O Media. All the sign thereof have I made to cease. And what's what's God saying here? Arise, O Elam. That's eternity. These these people thought they had it all worked out forever. And expand, O Medes. This is great expanding empires. The Persians and the Medes arising and expanding kingdoms, giving no credit to God whatsoever. And what happens when you get big arising, expanding kingdoms like Canada, United States? complaining, complaining when things are good, uh, feelings of entitlement, like of going around, what's in it for me? What can I get out of this? And then you get out humbling like this. Therefore, my loins are filled with pain. Like you guys give me no credit at all, God's saying, through Isaiah here. Pains have taken hold of me as pains of a woman that travaileth. I was bowed down at hearing of it. I was dismayed at seeing of it. Like I gave you a bountiful nation and you're giving me no credit. In fact, you're giving credit to fake gods. And today, most people credit themselves. Most people think they are God. Because as soon as you challenge God's word, that means you think you know, you think you know better. And what are you going to do when you meet your maker? Well, you know, Jesus, I thought that I knew better. And yeah, what are you going to stand there and tell him he's wrong? Well, you're going to be in for a, a, a big surprise. For my heart panted, fearfulness affrighted me. The night of my pleasure hath turned, hath he turned into fear unto me. Uncertainty, anxiety, worry. This is when you get besieged. This is when it happens when you get this whirlwind with no life in it. And that's passing up through your phone, your computer, your TV set. It's coming at you dry. There's no life. It's just dry and deadly. Five, prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. Eat, drink, arise, you princes, and anoint the shield. Okay, who who's are these watchtower people? 
news media. Yeah, we're just going to report anything here because we're buying and selling fear and hate. Um, we're just, um, there's more conflict on planet Earth now because of the media, the global media, than there's ever been before, ever. Heathen's shield here is denial. And you hear these people all the time. Heathen shield is denial. We trust the scientists. Yeah, sure. Believe what mainstream media says and call critical thinkers conspiracy theorists. Yeah, anybody that asks a question about uh, oh, the vaccine or when you say that uh, COVID-19 was uh, you know, man-made, which it was. It has a patent on it. It does. And it was released. What, two scientists just sit there and what were they doing? Eating a bologna sandwich and just knock the Petri dish off the counter. And one guy looks at the other guy and goes, uh-oh. That's not good. And then what? It just got released? No, this was this is a release virus. It has a U.S. patent on it. And then all well, the pharma companies come along and they make billions of dollars. And the joke now is, like, I can't believe people aren't seeing this. It's a joke that Pfizer has, is up billions of dollars in their bank because places like Canada, United States, and European nations paid Pfizer for these vaccines RNA vaccines, and halfway through uh, shipping the vaccines out, Pfizer goes, oh, look at all the money we got. Let's renovate our factory. Yeah, dude, let's do it. Let's renovate. All the vaccines stop coming. Like, you get, like it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. You can't see that. Okay, now that's, that's the heathen's watchman. You can't talk like that because people will say, you're a conspiracy theorist. Well, I think, I think uh, critical thinkers aren't conspiracy theorists. Critical thinkers have some questions that never get answered because uh, the power of a mocker always lies within accusation, never fact. Keyboard tough guys sitting back there and just, well, just say anything. Like, the heathen watches Satan come right into their open arms. Just watches it, just sits there. Remember in the last couple of chapters, there was a spot that said, and the men of the houses are, are, are so weak they don't even bother defending their household against this. Just just comes in through the internet, through your cable TV, right to your telephone, your computer. Just lie after lie. It causing anxiety, worry, fear, panic. And it's social engineering, textbook definition of social engineering. What are they up to? Well, the Bible tells us. Let's check it out here. For thus saith the Lord said unto me, this is verse 6, Go set a watchman, let him declare what he seeth. Okay, here's God's watchman, God's elect, Revelation chapter 3. You better keep watch. And he saw a chariot with a couple of horsemen, a, a chariot of asses, a chariot of camels, a chariot of camels, and he hearkened diligently with much heed. Okay, man, here comes an army. They're loaded up for battle. They're prepared. This is produced. This is battle-ready political, battle-ready promoted by the multimedia. Yeah, we got to get everybody, see how much control we can get off over everybody on the planet here. Because Satan wants us all. He doesn't care about you personally. He's going to make you walk with your butt hanging out and your your bare butt and just like, just totally degraded and dehumanized. He doesn't care about you. He's, he's just like, the whole world wanders after Satan, as it's written. Okay, And he cried, here's our watchman, like a lion, my lord, I stand continually upon the watchtower in the daytime, and I set in my ward whole nights. So this is, the, this is our watchman. This is like God's elect. And the other watchman was uh, 
up in verse 5 was the heathens watchmen. They just sit there and just watch news feeds off Facebook and, and Instagram and, and watch the mainstream media news. And and that, that's what they get. That's their watchtower. Their heathen shield is denial and just falling for the lies, the great deception. And Jesus Christ told us, do not be deceived over and over and over again. The first seal's been opened. Do not be deceived. Mark 13, Matthew 24, do not be deceived. We have to see the two watchmen here. And the one watchman cries like a lion. And what does he see? Day and night, I'm set my whole night. He's watching like we're supposed to. Nine, and behold, here cometh a chariot of man with a couple of horsemen. And it, He saw it coming. And it's not much compared to what the other people saw. They just, they let themselves get ambushed by it. But by this time, when we're ready and we're watching, it's not going to be much because it's the end. And he answered and said, Babylon has fallen, has fallen, and all graven images of her gods he hath broken unto the ground. This is total prophecy we have to read. I'm, I'll just summarize Revelation chapter 17 for you, okay? Because there's something here. We have to read this. This is a summary. I'm just going to look over Revelation chapter 17. And this is why Babylon is fallen. It's not the country Babylon. Here's what Babylon is. Revelation chapter 17. We have the woman, Satan. Babylon is Satan's sovereign kingdom. Going up to verse 5, 7. Um, woman, Satan. Beast describes Satan's empires. Verse 8. Beast system, also known as Satan's empires, were around in the first age. That's before the Ice Age, then came to be in the Second Age. And that explains the division between chapter 12 of Revelation and chapter 13. Uh, verse 9, Satan's spiritual kings. And verse 10 and 11, the five fallen are the kingdom of the world. That's the political system, the religious, one world religious system, the one world economy, and the global media education system. Those are Satan's four kingdoms that are on earth right now uh, the role of antichrist is the fifth uh, satan's role in the millennium period is the sixth seven that satan's role when released for a short time at the end of the millennium period and eight this is what role satan has planned for his godlike fantasy that we just read about in isaiah chapter 14 but he is of the seven and his role as the number eighth Go straight into to perdition. That's his name, Apollyon, perdition, total destruction, just like the dry winds. Uh, verse 12 and 13, the kings of the locust army and the fallen angel army. Okay, and 16, the whole satanic system implodes on itself. God allows this to happen because evil always eats itself up. Look what the world's doing today. The planet Earth. It's just destroying itself. We are destroying this planet. It doesn't matter how many peace accords we try and have. It doesn't matter how many pollution accords we try and have. We're destroying this planet. Mankind is a destroyer. The whole, okay, verse 16, verse 17, the great sovereign kingdom. Who is Babylon? Babylon's the woman. And the woman which thou sawest is that great sovereign kingdom which reigneth over the kings of the earth. Satan. Babylon is that woman, Satan. And that's what there is to it. It's fallen. It's going to fall. It's going to implode in on itself because it can't stand. Evil cannot stand. And that's what Jesus Christ did. He set up a place for whomsoever will. If you don't like the ways of the world, the things of the world, 
and you know there's a place of peace beyond our present comprehension, and it's valid and legit. It's bona fide. Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil. He did that blood sacrifice, and it is sealed. And we can get in whomsoever will, but you, ha you, cannot, you will not accommodate evil there or any of the ways of the world that Satan has. It's just, just brutal. The unfairness and the injustice and the one-sidedness and the partiality and the bias and prejudice, the racism, the white supremacists, just disgusting. You cannot go up to Jesus Christ and say, yeah, um, my skin is this color and I get in, right? No, you can't go up to Jesus Christ, your maker, on Judgment Day and say, I'm, I identify with this church over there. I'm in, right? No, it's an individual. You're judged on what's in your heart. You can't carry any of these things. The kingdom of heaven is all about honorableness, justice. It's fairness. It's a peace beyond our present comprehension. It's balance. It is a place of safety all around. And the ways of the world are not safe. Just war, conflict, greed, gluttony. And we hate these things. And it's fallen, and their gods are broken to the ground, and this will happen again. Well, it eventually happens at the seventh seal, seventh vow, seventh trump, when Jesus Christ returns. And we know it. We know the world can't keep existing like this. Let's go to verse 10 here in Isaiah 21. Oh, my threshing and the corn of my floor. Uh, that is bizarre um, translation. Let's just put this. I know it's a figure of speech, but. Oh, my oppressed people and the sons of my oppressed people. That which I have heard of the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have I declared unto you. We are a peculiar people. We see it coming. We know to wait. We know this is a phony. We know this is a, they're going to cry, peace, peace, peace. It's phony. It's a peace through oppression. It's a peace through censorship. It's a forced peace. It's the American style of peace. Let's get as many uh, military people with automatic weapons just made for one reason to kill other human beings and then go tell people, okay, we're at peace, right? We're at peace, right? Yeah, once you've beat them down so far, drop bombs from miles up in the air on them. Yeah, sure, okay, yeah, peace, whatever. Yeah, whatever you say, that's not peace. Peace is what Jesus Christ has for us. Okay, now here's the burden of Duma. What's Duma mean? Duma means silence. It's an Arab tribe of Ishmael, our buddy, Father Abraham. He calleth to me out of Seir, watchman, what of the night, watchman, what of the night? The watchman said, The morning cometh and the night. If you will inquire, inquire ye, return and come. And this guy's going, What time is it? What time is it? And the watchman's like, Come on, dude. Like, the morning's going to come no matter what. Like, you can keep coming back and return to me, but the morning's on its way. In other words, what's the lesson here? Uh, Duma means silence. And if you're sitting there going, What time is it? How far, when's the end of the age coming? When's the end of this age coming? And the burden of being silent about the great deception taking place all around you. Think, think about this. Luke chapter 22. Christ is letting us know that it was an agonizing decision to let evil run its course. But there is no other way to rid the world of evil until people stop perpetuating it or die trying. And Christ immediately scolds us by example. Don't be asleep goes around to his disciples after he does that agonizing prayer. Is there any other way? 
No, we have to let evil run its course. It has to go. People have to decide for themselves. Okay, I've had enough. I'm turning back to Jesus Christ. Every one of us gets born once, innocent of woman. We pass through the matrix once. It's our individual decision. Okay, we can sit there and go, what time is it? What? Let's watch. What do you want? What you want in your heart is where you end up. You can have your butt thrown in hell, or you can go to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension for an eternity where we never get old. We don't have aches and pains. It's not constantly having to go to the bathroom or, you know, or being like here with no electricity or water. Like we're taken care of. And, and always remember, six comes before seven, the 666 tribulation of Satan and then the tribulation of our Lord Jesus Christ because you will meet your maker. No matter who you are, doesn't matter how big of a star you think you are, you're going to die and you'll meet your maker. And that's all there is to it. And you better be ready. Don't sit there and keep going, what time is it? What time is it? The watchman's just going to get upset with you and go, dude, you can ask me over and over. I'm going to tell you the same thing. The morning is in the mail. It's coming up. So don't be a bug. Uh, 13. The burden upon Arabia. In the forest in Arabia shall ye lodge, O oh, you traveling companies of Dedeman. Now, these are again Abraham's uh, prod posterity through Hagar and our brother Ishmael, the Arab people who we love. And we might not love what they're doing. We love the people, but their system of governing is so typical of mankind. It's an utter failure. Every plan, plot, purpose of Arab governing contains oppression and human rights and dignities you have to let god god will be our god and he will be the perfect governing system through jesus christ our savior so we have the burden of arabia and they're in the forest that's a lot of life in a forest there's creeks and in plants and stuff you know it's in arabia lodge you traveling companies of dediman that's just a lower country okay the inhabitants of the land of tima that's desert. Okay, so the inhabitants of the land of Tima brought water to them that was thirsty. They brought bread with them that fell, that fled. This word prevented means provided. They provided food and water to fellow humans. Now note, desert people are bringing people fleeing from a forest country food and water. What's going on? Again, the great deception comes in and it just puts people on the move. It's just they're getting invaded. They're just getting overrun here. Like, it should be the other way around. People from the desert coming, hey, man, you got a glass of water for me? You forest people? Like, there's water dripping down from the leaves all the time. No, it's the other way around here. For these people fled from the swords, from the drawn sword, from the bent bow, and from the grievousness of war. Revelation chapter 6, seal 1, seal 2, seal 3, because they're in a famine, and... What always follows famine, pestilence, or pandemic, seal number four. Revelation chapter six, verse 16. For thus hath the Lord said unto me, within a year, according to the years of a hireling, and all the glory of Kedar shall fail. Kedar is an, an uh, Arabian empire. And the residue of the number of archers, the mighty men, and the children of Kedar shall be diminished. For the Lord God of Israel hath spoken it. Yeah, you can't force peace. You can't just, okay, we're going to get more nuclear weapons. We're going to set up a NORAD around Canada, United States, North American defense missile system. 
And yeah, more more archers, more guns, more ammunition, more tanks, more jet fighters. Come on, that, okay, you can't force peace. You can't. God won't force love, and mankind can't force someone to love them. They think they can. You know, they, like the United States goes around there in 152 countries around the world with ground troops, military ground troops. Like, what are you guys doing? Bunch of thugs, bunch of bullies. Just trying to make people think their way, trying to persuade the world economy towards them through economic sanctions and and just being bullies. And you can't force peace. And that's all there is to it. That's what God's saying here. I have sent you the Prince of Peace. He set up a kingdom of peace beyond our present comprehension for whomsoever will give it up for God. Submit with unquestioning obedience to our Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. This is the greatest book. Isn't that just the greatest thing? It's so poetic. It's so prophecy written so beautifully and easy to understand. It went happened back then for partial and it happens now in fulfillment as all God's prophecies. These prophecies will exhaust themselves. The six vial, six seal, six trump. When Satan personifies himself in his purest form as Mr. Lou Cipher standing there up on stage in front of the grandstand uh, multimedia, global media cameras. And he's going to stand up there beside other people, renowned of the world, big shots, you know, big, uh, big shots in the ways of owning who owns the most farmland in the United States? Why does that guy own all the farmland? Who's in charge of vaccines all around the world? Who's seen with the multi with the CIA and the uh, American government doing vaccine experiments on captured Taliban fighters, then doing brain scans on them? It's incredibly interesting. All the signs are there for you. Do not, do not be deceived. I'm almost laughing here. It's so right in front of your face. Yeah, my name is Mike. I hope you enjoyed that. This is a companion chapel. And if you can help me out, I'm out here. I'm going to do a podcast today to the whole Bible. But in the meantime, it takes me all day to study and to make this podcast. If you could please help us out, me and my little doggy, Lana Del Rey, my little pappy lawn. We have no electricity and no running water. Please come be a part of this companion chapel please come be a part of this place give us a call write us emails and whatever your gift is if you can help out with the website or if you can help out with the podcast or if anything you can do help magnify god's word and you will be blessed instantly i love you to pieces i might not love what you're doing but i love you and i'll see you tomorrow isaiah chapter 22 don't you dare miss it have a great day and bye for now